Hi, this is Beanie Shaylee, and I'm here with your daily dose of energy for Saturday. And I am prior to going into our overview for July, I feel that it's very necessary for me to provide you guys with a little bit of information and a little bit of tools to help you to navigate through what we are experiencing globally as a unit, both individually and as we are all bunched into this thing called life together i feel like it's very important for you guys not only to know what is going on and be aware of what is going on but also to provide you with some insight and a little bit of tools to assist you in navigating understanding how to give yourself the space that you need giving yourself the opportunity to just be and not make the same mistakes that were made when we were unprepared and going into the shifts and changes of 2020 at the beginning of this year. So what I want you guys to do, again, it is Saturday. You know that I, I love to talk your head off about astrology. I love to give you guys the ins and outs of what's going on planetary wise, but we're gonna talk a little bit of practicality. We're gonna speak about a little bit of logics and we're going to create a, um, a safe place for you to understand that it is okay to not be okay. It is okay to not understand what is happening. It is okay to feel a little bit overwhelmed, but the thing is we're needing to understand that once you identify where you are, how do you cope with that? How do you navigate through those waters? Because you cannot just stay in that space and think that things are going to work out the way that you are anticipating them to work out. So I'm gonna help you with understanding how you can silence the noise, why it's important for you to step away and then create healthy habits around your day-to-day -day life and doing what is best for you in your navigation to um, life as we are okay so what i'm going to do is take a brief interlude i want you guys to get you some pen get you some paper get you something to drink get you into a comfortable space a place where you can actually sit and um, take in what it is that i'm about to share with you and hopefully it assists you in the weeks to come okay so i'll be right back hi guys Okay, so we're back and I hope that you're in a space where you're very comfortable and you are prepared to just take in what it is that I feel is necessary to share with you guys. I know that we are under very, very intense, unprecedented times. And as previous episodes have explained, there are a lot of different shifts and transits and different opportunities for growth that are approaching us and different things that are happening. And one thing that I know as I approach my 36th birthday on Tuesday, um, being aware of who I am, what my limits are, what my capacity is, is very important and instrumental in navigating through the life and everyday stress and emotional baggage and emotional trauma and mental strain that we are often de dealing with on a daily basis. And I also know that being someone who is very passionate about humanity and very, um, in tune with what is going on with the world and what is going on socially and also what is going on within my own reach. That is a lot of uh, things to take on. That is a lot of burden. That is a lot of um, heaviness that we often cope with that 
we don't know how to deal with, but we continually navigate through those waters. I was having a conversation yesterday with one of my friends who is a German, um, Caucasian (laughs) gay male. And, um, I felt very comfortable speaking to him because he is, you know, he has a very eclectic upbringing and a very um, diverse understanding of life. And so as I'm speaking to him, I did advise him that, you know, I felt as though having to be being an African-American woman, black woman, whomever, however you want to identify as in a society that is now constantly pulling and tugging on our mental and emotional capacity, it is overwhelming. And it's gotten to a point to where a lot of people don't know how to express that they're tired. A lot of people don't know how to express that they're tired of having to explain basic understanding to people and tired of having to um, contradict justifications of actions and the constant tug for information, the constant tug for knowledge, and then still having to show up for everyone else and having to show up for yourself is enough to make a person check out. And so as someone who also works in corporate America, who is considerably one of the only, not even one of, but one of the only people who looks like me, who is of my age, who comes from my background, who is in planted in a part of society that many of these individuals have never, ever seen. You feel a very big sense of responsibility, not just for yourself, but for those that are connected to you because you understand the impact that your presence holds. Now that again is another level and another barrier of stress. Okay. Whether you are a woman or a male being African-American black in this world in society is a burden and a blessing at the same time because of the expectations not only put on us by ourselves, but by those that don't look anything like us and who are in this bubble of trying to pretend to care, trying to pretend to understand why justifying their actions. It's a lot. And so I personally had to make a decision and I chose myself, quite frankly, very easily, very, very easily. And it made me feel like, you know, when when I made the decision, I made the decision to take a personal mental leave, not a mental leave, just a personal leave from corporate um, for a few weeks because there is so much going on and I'm not in a place where I want to, not even that I can't, I just don't want to be in the midst of illusions and people who are just so oblivious to reality. I made a decision to not go back into that environment. For one, I didn't feel it safe health wise. And as we all know, we are now in a, in a place in Texas of having to shut down because we were not ready to reopen at the capacity that we did, but also because my capacity to hold ignorance is limited. My capacity to be compassionate towards, uh, <clears throat> towards um, mediocre competence is very much so limited. And so I made the decision to not put myself in that environment to where I would put myself in more 
of a strain mentally or emotionally. And I will not tell you any lies when I say speaking to human resources who are nothing, who look nothing like it. it, It's almost like, how did you even get this position? Because you are so mentally incompetent. But I was asked the question of why I needed to take a personal leave. Now, mind you, I've been with corporate America in this particular company over 15 years. I have definitely climbed the ranks. I've definitely gone through um, a lot of the shifts and changes and navigated in a way that has both assisted and been a big, big, big burden in navigating through the turmoil and the things that we deal with in corporate America, the things I've seen, the things I've had to um fight against the things I've endured, just everything. Okay. And to be asked that question was very triggering for me, but also in a way that made me have to sit with why I, why do I need this? And I felt no qualms about expressing, but I also felt that the fact that you asked me, despite what's going on socially, It immediately made me realize that people choose how they are deciding to see the world. People are choosing to turn blind eyes. People are choosing to turn off humanity to focus on what they deem is more important, which is companies, profits and using you as a dollar. You're only essential because you're beneficial. And if you don't choose your own health and sanity over that, then you will be used up and then discarded. And so when I answered that question, it definitely made me realize the importance even more so of putting myself, putting myself first. I was, I was, I was told that you know, I couldn't take a family leave because I'm not in a position to I'm not I, it's not my personal child that I'm seeing. I'm not in the form of adoption. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not a legal guardian to a, a, a minor. Had I not known the rights of myself in with what's going on pandemic wise or what's what's going on, period. I don't need to give you a reason or justification as to why I deem my mental, emotional health more important than your business. But the fact that I was asked that and expected to provide an answer that was good enough for them was another level of privilege and supremacy that most Caucasian people are oblivious to. But someone like myself who has to constantly be aware of this is not. And so I'm saying all of this to say that it's very important that we sit in our truths and make a decision that is best for you without feeling like you have to provide an um, elaborate, superficial response that justifies your need to do so. Standing up for yourself is not an option when it comes to maneuvering through this world. And that's something that I have had to sit with and own because like many others, you get into a space where you are absolutely feeling like I'm obligated to show up for everybody except myself. 
because showing up for myself means that I have to limit the interaction and the capacity at which I am sharing myself with others. And that is not something that is common in the world of blackness. And so to not be considered selfish, to not be considered someone who's not a good worker or not a good asset, we overextend and overindulge and overcompensate in areas that are not beneficial to our well-being. And so what I am stating to you is, is I have come to the conclusion, which I've been decided towards the beginning of this year, I've been deciding. I don't know if it's something that happens in your 30s or if it's something that you come when you're much more aware of who you are and what you will stand for. Um, I'm at a space where I'm I'm just very certain of what I need and I'm not negotiating my needs and desires for the benefit of anything that doesn't contribute to the betterment of self. Because I know that I am tied to a community that relies on and needs the best versions of me for it to continue to thrive. Okay. And so as I'm coming to you today, I don't want to just speak about the astrology aspects. I feel like it's very important, which is why I do it, which is why I give you guys an overview so that you see another perspective and you understand a different element that is at play. And you also understand and are reminded that everything happens the way it is supposed to happen and things are aligned the way they need to be so that certain changes are um are illustrated in the way that we do society. But I also feel like it's necessary as well for me to inform you and provide you with resources and tools and assistance in navigating those very tides. Because if you don't have the tools and you don't have the resources and you don't have the ability to access what you need in navigation, you will not survive the changes and shifts that are inevitable. So here we are at this space and I'm sitting and I'm trying to um, create a, a safe place and hold in space for so many. And I feel like it's necessary also for you guys to know that there are a lot of different playing moving parts and putting your well-being last is should not be an option in a time where you are really on fertile yet very weak ground, okay? We are in a space where the world is shifting globally and our worlds are shifting internally. And whether it is in your relationships with self, relationships with others, relationships with society, relationships with the culture in which you are a part of, you have to make a conscious decision to choose you first, And as selfish as it sounds, as self-absorbed as that may feel, it is a requirement for your survival. We're no longer at a space where we can play Russian roulette and trust that whomever we land, whosever hands we land in is going to do what's best for us, even if it doesn't benefit them. We are no longer in that space where we can pretend that in hope for the best, because we know that the fact is they won't. We can see that on a governmental level. We can see that in society. We can see that in police. We can see that in corporations. We can see that when it is profitable to 
expand and pretend to care about the well-being of whatever it is that is needed to be cared for. When it's beneficial to that of which that is in higher power, they will do so. When it is not, they won't. But we don't have that. We don't have that luxury of playing Russian roulette with the only life that we have in physical form. So we're in a space where we're having to make a conscious decision to choose our battles, our battles of the world and our battles within ourselves. And we're having to arm ourselves in multiple different ways so that we can navigate in a way that does not prevent us from the growth that we need, but also does not prevent us from the nurturing that is required to do so. Okay. So one thing that I really, really want to touch base on is understanding that there are so many different types of influences around us. There are so many different types of contributing factors that assist in how we see things, assist in how we feel about things, how we approach certain things and what we allow to infiltrate our well-being in a way that makes the decisions for us. So we're having to take our power back, not only from the world, but from ourselves and what we have chosen to relinquish power to. In order for you to really grow and evolve in your relationships, in order to really fully evolve and grow in your close knit circles, you're going to have to identify what part you play and Understanding the type of influences is definitely a necessity when it comes to doing this. Okay, what does it mean to be influenced by something? What does that mean? Well, influence is the capacity to change your idea, uh, actions of character, individuals. And there are certain different type of influences that may trigger certain responses based on how you approach them. So let's look at one of the main influences that we have become prey to. okay, and predator to in some ways. But societal influence is the the systems, the norms, um, anything that's sharing a meaning of jointness, right? It is, it's referring to the systems that allow for existence in a place such as a membership or where you're living. Society is a system that has a impact on how you think. That is your socio, the societal influence that affects your mental state. It affects how you see the world. It affects what you allow yourself to be a part of because you feel a sense of belonging. This is something that you voluntarily associate yourself with. Okay. Then you have cultural influence. Cultural influence is norms or meanings that allow an individual to belong to traditional cultures, subcultures, or supercultures. For example, a sport such as soccer is representing of a superculture that spans many societies, different parts of people, different type of people, different parts of life, all can be a part of this culture, the culture of soccer. But within that culture, there are many different types of societies. So the soccer Life, the soccer way of living, the way that people play that game is a part of a different type of culture that is different than football. 
corporate culture, the culture of corporations is different than the corp than the than the culture of nonprofits that are ran by small organizations. It's a different frame of thinking. It's a different way of being. It's a different type of existence. And it all helps you to identify with different parts of yourself. And again, it illustrates a sense of belonging. Okay. Then you have language, common way that we speak, um, an influence of how you talk, an influence of how you understand um, the language of learning. It's how you focus your viewpoint. It's how you express your viewpoint. It's how you express yourself. Your family and friends is a form of influence. The way that you are influenced by certain things that may be deemed right or wrong. It comes with your upbringing. It has to do with your traditions. It comes with your community. It has to do with how you and what you indulge in and what you are surrounded by and what you've seen all your life and what you've allowed or what you've been a part of for the entirety of your life or for a big part that that's strong enough that has influenced the way that you operate. Social status. Social status is a sense of pride in belonging to a certain elite or a certain, you know, authority. It amplifies the way that you see yourself and the way that you feel you are important. Cultural capital. How profitable is the culture that you are illustrating? The more profitable it is, profitable it is, the more influence it has. The more profitable it is deemed, the more, you know, um, honorable it is. Those type of things that society has allowed to become the norm. Wisdom, knowledge, all of these are contributors to influence. The more you know, the more you teach, the more you learn, the more you share, the more you are embracing of more things outside of yourself. Education, profession, all of these are power and and contributing to influence. Media, huge, huge influence. What you see every day, what you listen to every day, what you watch every day, what you are a part of every day is a form of persuasion. It is a form of programming. It is a form of shifting the way that you see things, despite how you what you know is right or wrong. If you are fed something so much, eventually you will become it. You will believe it and you will allow that to become a part of your being. How does the media do that? Through advertising, through propaganda, through art and music, of course, you know, through anything that has the power of creating a creating a um, an, a, an impact on someone's way of being and way of living. And so when we are in a time that is constantly shifting and constantly changing and constantly there's turmoil, you can have, for instance, you can be in a good mood, have a great day. You turn on social media and you're looking at the feed and suddenly your energy shifts, suddenly your mood is changed from high vibe to sad and it has the ability to make you depressed. It has the ability to make you look bad, look down on yourself. It has the ability to make you question your worth. It has the ability to make you feel in a different way. Anything that can influence a shift in your behavior, thoughts or feelings is an influence. It is a contributing factor to what you are allowing 
to infiltrate your life. It is changing and it has the power over you at that point because now you are becoming it despite what it is, you know. So how do we navigate through these things? How do we still allow ourselves to be a part of the importance of what we deem important? However, keeping ourselves intact throughout, it is allowing yourself the freedom to step away when needed, creating a routine for yourself, allowing yourself to be in a space that does not force yourself to become what you are being told you must be. Learning to not just cope in a way that is superficial, but a way that is very instrumental in how you allow yourself to recover and heal from the trauma that we experience on a day-to-day basis. If you are in a fight for justice, you have to allow yourself a space to grieve what you are viewing as an injustice. You cannot continue to allow yourself to walk into different fights when it comes to injustice because it takes a toll of you emotionally, mentally and physically. But if you don't give yourself a moment to actually recover from what it is the first blow to you was, then eventually you're going to get a blow that's going to destroy you. It's going to kill you. It's sort of like being in a boxing ring. You have to have a timeout. We have to have a moment where we go into our perspective or our respective circles or our respective corners to regroup. Because if not, if you stay in the middle of the fight, despite the blows that you are taking, you're going to eventually be knocked out. And at that point, you're no good for anyone, not the fight and not yourself and not those that are are needing you to be in the fight in the first place. There are several different type of coping You know, people uh, self-medicate to cope. People go into addictions to cope. People avoid to cope. People go into overindulging to cope. People go into isolation to cope. People go into so many different areas of trying to mask what they are feeling, not understanding that that is just a Band-Aid. It is not the cure. And so in order for us to get to a space where we are able to navigate in a way that is healthy, but productive, we're having to create routines that are best for ourselves, not just routines that are for other people, not just routines that other people say we should have. It is really taking the time to sit with ourselves and understand what it is that we need to feel that we are at a place where we can operate at a full capacity opposed to a deficit. Because if we continue to operate on E, eventually you're going to burn out and not be able to recoup. To recoup. It's like running a car that needs an oil change and you never, re- you never get an oil change. You never put more oil in it. Eventually, the motor stops working and you blow your engine. And once that is done, you need a new car. Because the work that is going into repairing, replacing that particular motor or engine is valued at more than the car itself. For instance, if you experience a burnout, a totality and burnout and you get to a place where you're having to be put in a hospital, you're having to be put on medications to just keep parts of your brain working, keep parts of your body functioning. That's never putting you to a place where you're ever going to operate at that level that you need to, but you're at, you're at a space where you are just maintaining certain parts of your cognizant 
um, brain functionality. But it's never getting into a place where totally you are able to function completely. So it's masking the issue because you can never redo the trauma. and You can never redo the damage that was already done to you. So that is why it is important to understand why you need to cope, but how you are coping. Some people cope in a cognitive way. Cognitive coping is any strategy in which a person uses their mental activity to manage the stressful event or situation that's occurring in their life. So they go into overreact, overaction in the brain. They go into maybe overindulging in more of, of that type of activity or more of that type of information so that they can continue to be working because they know if they are at a still, if they're still, then they're going to eventually break down or burn out and they don't want that to happen. So they think that overindulging and continuing to learn and continuing to push yourself despite being exhausted is more helpful than it is hurting. And it's the opposite. And then you have the somatization coping when you are somatizing. And that means that you are using your physical body. You're using your physical body to express or deal with the stress of emotions that you feel through the mind and body connection. And honestly, we all somatize up to 12 percent of doctor visits are somatic symptoms. They're not cognitive symptoms. They're symptoms that are being treated based on the physicality that we are expressing, the physical emotion, the physical stress that we are exuding. That is what a doctor is most times diagnosing. Because the nervous system has two different parts. It has two parts that contribute to how we cope. That is the sympathetic system and the parasympathetic system. Now, you need both of these systems in order to act in a balance. The sympathetic system is like gas in the car, right? It's the gas metal. It's the gas metal and it's telling your body to continue to go. It's telling your body to continue to move. And the parasympathetic system, on the other hand, is like the brakes. It's telling your body to calm down. It's telling your body to stop. It's telling your body to rest. And when you have this emotion of the fight, flight or freeze response, it is the sympathetic nervous system that is sounding your alarm. It's giving you your body that that alert that, okay, you're needing to do something because now we're about to go into overdrive. We're now we're needing to go into this, you know, we're either going to completely stop. We're going to go forward completely in a whole nother type of uh, we're going to switch up the gears in a way that we're going forward for a force or we're going to just be stuck because we don't really know what to do. And this is why it's very important to in what you allow to influence your life because there are subconscious and conscious influences. And if you are in an environment that is constantly tugging at your emotional state, it is constantly draining you mentally. It is constantly pushing you beyond your capabilities. You are in a place where your brain begins to use electrical and chemical signals that are going to cause your body to react in a way that is going to force a response maybe a response that you're not prepared for. And then by the time you get that response, 
Sometimes you're at a place where it's too late. It's important to make sure that you're in a space where you are in a balance, where you've created a routine that has that is going to contribute to the overall maintenance of what it is you're dealing with, regardless to what is currently happening. So, yes, we're about to go into even more intense times. Yes, we have so many things that are going on. There's constantly police brutality. There are constantly wars on our emotional and mental state. There are constantly spiritual wars that, that were going on. We are constantly having to combat racism and, and, and different, you know, cultural limited. We are having to always fight something, but it is up to us to decide which fight is necessary at that moment for our own well-being. You cannot be a martyr for the world when you're not even standing up and protecting yourself. You can't. You should never want to sign up to be a martyr for anything that is not capable of pouring back into you. It is not worth it. We have a lot of people who have died in the name of things that we are still fighting today. So in a sense, it may have pushed the the cause further, but it has not resolved the cause at hand. And that means that their death in some in some way, shape or form. Hasn't really changed the outcome because we're still fighting the same wars. We're still fighting the same battles. So if you're going to die for something, let it be something that is going to make a significant impact and a significant change to where you're not passing on the torch to someone to pick up the fight and start back over where you left off. That is the reason we're still fighting systematic and systemic racism, because that has not People are treating the symptoms. People are wanting to cover the wording. People are wanting to change the comfortability of it, but they're not changing the root. We're going to continue to face the exact same issues because people are not wanting to deal with the real. I don't care about you publicly saying you're for black lives if the systems you are built on are not. I don't care about you changing the language in which you speak or call me when in your heart it still feels that you are rightfully to speak and feel that way. I don't care about that. I don't care about the, you know, illusions that you're painting forward for comfortability purposes. I am looking for change. I am looking for structured change. I am looking for groundbreaking root up rooting change. And if that is not going to be done, then what are we doing this for? You can take a mask, you can take the KKK's head wrap off of his body and it's not going to change that that's still a KKK member. Because the beliefs and the heart in which it thrives is still the same. It still believes what it believed when you put that cape on it. So it really isn't changing what you call it because those type of individuals still thrive in society every single day. You see it every single day. You see it in our politics. You see it in our corporations. You see it in our health system. You see it in our police force. You see it in our neighborhoods. You see it every single day. So it's not about calling a spade a spook. It is about identifying what a spade truly is and naming it what it is and addressing why it's named that. 
and then changing that foundation. That's about all that I'm willing to accept at this point. It's not okay to continue to be oblivious. You are not oblivious. Reality is reality and you know what it is. Stop pretending you don't. Stop pretending you're dumb and you're completely in a bubble. If you're in that much of a bubble, why do you exist? If you're in that much of a illusion that the real world is happening around you, then why are you breathing? If you don't know what you're doing and how you act and what you believe is not right for humanity, even though it's killing people, even though it's destroying people, then you're the problem. Because at one point or another, you know that what you're doing isn't right. And you know that what you're doing is hindering to the progress of others. So why continue to do it despite what you feel may be your upbringing or foundation? Wrong is wrong and right is right. Stand up for truth, not for what you have been taught. Not everything you've been taught is right. And so because you can't change the dynamics of people's identity, you can't change the way people view life. You can't change the way people see life. You have to make necessary changes in your own. You can't give yourself to anyone else until you're able to give yourself everything. And if you're not willing to give yourself everything, why are you willing to give anything to anyone else? Understanding what you need to maintain your overall balance. Understanding that every emotion you have has a physical part to play. Every emotion that you feel takes a toll on your physical body. It takes a toll on your mental state. It takes a toll in how you maneuver through the world. If you are a person who feels like suppressing of emotions is the way that you you mask life. Look at your health and tell me that you are in great health right now. Review what you really are. If you're someone who doesn't deal with the emotions, you don't have time for feelings. Feelings aren't real. Look at your life and tell me how you are really able to say that's the truth. Tell me that your sleep patterns are good. Tell me that you're eating healthy and that you feel totally energized and at peace. Tell me that your spiritual life is in one accord and balance. Tell me that you have a way of communicating that's more uplifting opposed to pessimistic. Tell me that the way that you engage in life is as a lighthouse and brings people out of the darkness that they feel while allowing yourself to be human is real. Tell me that. I can guarantee you, you can't because if you're being honest with yourself, Your suppressing of emotions has caused a downward spiral in one part or another of your life. So it's not about suppression of feelings and suppressing of what it is that you are emotionally dealing with. It is about knowing how to navigate it in a way that helps you to move forward, but doesn't hinder you. Nor does it take over the existence in which you are. You have to be willing to enable to create a strategic approach to your well-being without considering what others are going to feel, say or think about it. And that is why creating a routine is so important, despite what may come in the next few days, weeks or months, because 
there's some there's some shit that's coming. There are some things that are going to happen that are going to change our perspective even more. There are some things that are going to completely make us feel completely overwhelmed. There are some things that are going to cause us to be in a space that we are going to feel like we are overwhelmed with everything that is going on and keep us away from what's important. We know that. So knowing that, knowing that you were ill prepared coming into it the first phase going into 2.0 what is it that you're going to do different how can i do something different understanding what's going on is one thing how you are allowing that to infiltrate your life is another you can be aware without absorbing what's happening you can still make an impact without allowing it to take over everything you are Because even though the world is happening, so is your personal life. Even though we're globally in an uproar, so is your personal life. You cannot negate your personal life for trying to save a world that is fucked up and going to be fucked up for a long time. That's going to require a lot of time and effort while you are allowing your home to fall apart. And the truth is, if you're falling apart, your home is inevitably going to do so as well because you are what's breeding life or death into it. So what is it that we do to maintain our own well-being? Well, you have to create a plan for yourself. What is it that you're going to do that is going to make yourself priority so that you can pour life into that of which you are immediately connected to? Well, creating a strategy that is best for you. What is a routine for yourself? How are you going to create a routine that maximizes the benefit of your health, your your mental state, your emotional competency? What is it that you are going to do? This is going to require you to understanding what your resources are. If you are someone who doesn't like to be alone, you're someone who needs to talk to someone Create a schedule and input in the schedule where you have time to do so. Even though we're not able to go to clubs and you're not able to go into public settings, you can still be around human beings. You can create this this uh, atmosphere to where you feel included. Weekly group calls, weekly video calls. If you are someone who doesn't live by yourself, set time away to have game night in your home. Have life chat night in your home. Work on being more present. Work on processing what's in your presence. Do that. That is a way to keep you connected. So often we are trying to be connected to things that are outside of ourselves, And we're trying to connect to things that are even outside of our personal influence. Why? Why? You have to be able to put yourself in a in a position that allows you to really, really pour into that of which that really matters. Creating a schedule, identifying what it is that you're doing to cope with the trauma and the the injuries and the grief that we're feeling globally and individually. Create a sleep pattern. Maintain a time where you can put in some physical activity, get the endorphins in your body moving. 
being aware that you're having these moments where you're not feeling your best. You're not having moments where you're, you're you have neglected yourself health wise. You haven't been, you know, taking vitamins. You haven't been drinking enough of water, listening to your body to identify what it needs so that you can build up your wellness routine. Create a priority, make it a priority to set a time aside for you to just be in yourself, whether that's to to pray, whether that's to meditate, whether that's to take a nap, whether that's to make yourself, you know, read something that is not social, that is not of an influence of the outside world, watching shows that really make you laugh and disconnect from the reality in which we are facing. Don't overindulge in the trauma that we are combating every single day and think that you're going to be in a space of peace because you're not. You can be in peace in the midst of the storm. It's possible, but it's understanding that peace should be a priority and not the storm. Because if I am fighting this storm with the same rage that I feel and I'm not in a in a way to um, balance that out, then that storm is going to suck me up. Because I'm not thinking strategically and I'm not thinking practically and I'm not thinking with a logical brain. I am acting out the same frustration and anger that I'm feeling because of what this storm is representing to me. Allow yourself to be connected with people that are uh, that are helping you. And navigating through this with you. Having communication with your children, having these relationship building, you know, routines that help you to gain that trust and help you to be more of an impact when it comes to your home. Do something that distracts you from the stress of the outside world, meaning limit your social media. I would definitely, definitely consider Limiting the access that you give outside forces to your spirit. You don't have to go on social media and read about every injustice that's been happening every single day, because the truth of the matter is the injustice has already occurred. There is nothing you can do to change the fact that it happened. But what you can do is allow yourself to be in a position where you have built your arsenal of resources to where you can contribute to the resolution of it and not contribute to the anger that is felt because of it. We have to be solution based. Even though we feel what's happening, we know what's happening. We don't need to continue to rehash that reality. What we need to do is be aware and provide a path to a solution because we cannot change the events that have already occurred. So we don't need to indulge anymore. We don't need to know what everyone thinks and what everyone is saying and what everyone is feeling about what we know we feel is wrong. What do you feel? What do you believe? And what are you going to do going forward? You can't sit in that feeling of it. You have to acknowledge the feeling, allow that feeling to be real for you, feel through it, and now create a plan. How do you create a plan? One of the biggest goals is before you put yourself in a position to be bombarded with everything that's happening around you, create a place where you have an arsenal. Build your resource list. 
build your resource access, build the connections that you need to build so that when it's needed, you have it. It's not about finding it when it's needed at that time. Busy yourself with building your arsenal. How are you helping and preparing yourself and your children and your spouses for the fear that is going to inevitably come from the world? What what companies can you reach out to? Who is going to help when it comes to food famine? Who in your local reach has food pantries or can provide you resources to help with your utilities or who can help you in case of any type of emergency financially? Who are these individuals? What organizations are they and what do you need to to get assistance or provide assistance to those who need it? What is it that you can do? That's the goal. That's that's the purpose. What do you need to do to maintain your mental health? What is it that you need to do to maintain your um, health when it comes to in institutionalized pain? What is your resource to release? It's about uh, both avoiding too much silence and avoiding too much noise. If you must be in the know, limit how often you tap in. Look at certain social media like I've literally gone to social media and I only look at it only takes one post for me to say I'm done for today because I can't I can't allow myself to be where I was a month ago emotionally because that's not productive for myself. It puts me in a place where I'm feeling intense anxiety. I'm feeling intense, you know, um, anger and, and frustration. I'm not sleeping and I'm just I can't do that. So I have to limit what I allow to infiltrate my being. I know that I have a very sensitive soul. I know that my body can easily feel the tone and the energy and the spirit of whatever I'm looking at or around. Therefore, I have to be very mindful of that. But that comes from knowing thyself. I don't care what people feel about it. I don't care if people understand it or not. I am doing what I have to do to sleep peacefully at night or be able to cope with myself in the morning. I am not going to allow the world to infiltrate my being in a way that causes me to want to to do something to myself, to harm myself. And take myself out of the situation while leaving more of a burden on those who need me the most. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to create boundaries. And I create limitations. If that means weekly looking in once, twice a week to check on what's going on, to see if there's anything you can do or need to do or need to be aware of, fine. If that means doing one week on, one week off, fine. If that means just taking a break altogether from what is happening around you, do that. But you cannot, as a human being, function in a way that is counterproductive to the cause that you're fighting. You're going to have to fight for self first. Once you fight for self first, then you'll be able to navigate in a way that is beneficial to you. And then in return, it'll be beneficial to everyone that is connected to you. Creating a routine is mandatory for your mental health. It is absolutely mandatory. I know, I know, I know I'm a person who hates 
routine. I like routine because I like stability, but I hate the type of structure that limits my capabilities to have wiggle room. So I create a schedule based on that, giving myself that freedom. I don't like time. Time isn't my friend. It has never been. I've never been a person who likes to be told what time to be anywhere or do something. I like to be free. However, structure is required in order to maintain your balance. There are times to be free and then there are times that you have to limit that particular spirit of freeness so that you're able to get shit done and maintain yourself in a way that doesn't cause a demise on self. So allow yourself to be literate in what it is that you require to maintain. That means building your arsenal. Building your arsenal, allowing yourself to feel what is necessary, but allowing yourself to cut off what is not. That is a very important, very important key to dealing with the the tides and the shifts that are coming. It is okay to be in the midst of feeling overwhelmed. That's a natural reaction to work to the worldly events in life. But what happens when you're feeling that? Do you continue to indulge in that or do you allow yourself to step away so that you can cope? But you're coping in a way that is conducive to the healing opposed to something that is allowing more harm to take place. Setting boundaries, allowing yourself to be aware of what you need, choosing what battles you fight, allowing yourself the freedom you need to express that, choosing yourself first. During these times, there's a lot of things going on. There's grief, then there's anger, and then there's, you know, famine. And then you have the uproar of social injustice. And then you have the government that's complete of total fuckery. And then you have relationship issues in your own home. You have children who are trying to cope and deal, and you're trying to deal with their changing moods and their necessary um, outlooks on life and the way that they are handling things. And you're looking at the well-being of everyone and you're trying to keep everybody together. And it is not easy. So what is in your arsenal of survival? Building an arsenal for survival is what is going to be required in an effort to combat the growth spurts that we are about to endure. When you speak about 2020 being a reset, what did you really think that was? What did you really think that was? You cannot reset anything without destruction of something else. You're going to have to reset on a ground level. It's not about trimming the leaves or the bushes. It is about getting down to the soil. What's in that soil? That caused these roots to grow this way. We got to get there. 
But in order to get there, it's really, 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 really uncomfortable and it's really painful and it really puts us in the space of where we are agitated and we are completely in a space where we are ready to take on the world in a different way that forces change. But there needs to be a strategic approach and an understanding of why I'm doing this. If you don't know why you're doing this, then why are you wasting your time? You have to know what is in your arsenal. What's there? What's going to assist you in combating whatever you are facing? Not illusions. And you can't allow what other people are saying, feeling or thinking to continue to be the, the center point of what you choose to do. There's a lot of things. And I know that the people are going through, you know, so much. They're going through so many things. People are feeling survivor's guilt. They're feeling, you know, guilty and stressed from financial things. They're feeling guilty and stressed for privilege that they have. They're feeling guilty and stressed about their inability to to understand the injustice. They have so much grief. You're feeling grief of having to deal with the injustice. We're feeling grief of having to explain why it's an injustice. We're trying to really keep ourselves above water while still being tugged at helping others to swim. That is enough to say I'm done. But what's most important is creating a arsenal for your survival. It's not about removing the storm. It's not about saying the storm has gone away. It's not about pretending the storm doesn't exist. It's about providing yourself with something that is giving you the opportunity to go back and refuel and replenish in the midst of it. I need to take 10. I'm going to take 10. Period. So what I want you guys to work on going into this week, especially with so many things occurring, we're about to start a new month. We have a lot of different shifts that are happening planetary wise, but a lot of different things are about to be unfolding on a global uh, governmental societal level. Things are definitely going to get more intense than they are not. And so before we get into this space, this is not to scare you. This is not to put you. I mean, we've already seen what it is. It's just going to be more of it. So how do we put ourselves in a position that prepares us for what is to come? What is it that we can do to make our second quarter better than our first? Because we lost so many in the first quarter and we've almost lost ourselves and we can't afford to go about it that same way again. If it's changing your dietary needs, do that. Start for a week. Week one week on, one week off. Start getting yourself physical. How do I do that? How do I put myself in a position where I am healthy? How do I put myself in a, in a position where I am safe? How do I put myself in a position where I am not in a place where I'm overwhelmed by everything that is going on? How do I do that? So putting yourself in a position that allows you to have everything you need in order to maneuver through. Setting a routine 
if it's going to bed early, putting yourself on a schedule, getting up early, maneuvering through this thing called life as a routine for yourself. Do whatever you need to do to get yourself in a space where you are okay. And you can maintain that okayness. Okay. So this has been rather a longer um, one, but I want you guys to be aware of what is coming, but also to focus, understanding, focusing on yourself, dealing with the trauma, dealing with the understanding of what you need, dealing with how to get that and build that and keep that. So that you are able to come out of this thing better than where you came in. Okay. Um, I will be releasing the newsletter this week and it will also have links in different um, access to tools that you can use and tap into to kind of see what will help you, what will be beneficial to you. I know that it is a very heavy time and we're going through so many things. Allow yourself the process. Allow yourself to don't feel so required to be a part of something that you are allowing yourself to be limited because you're out of energy and you're out of energetic space. Give yourself that freedom for yourself. Okay, so this has been your daily dose of energy week and um, addition going into what we are having next week. I will be releasing the episode on the astrological aspects that are coming as well for July. Um, Until then, I love your freaking souls. Thank you guys so much for existing. And until next time. Bye.